0: It's the herb at the end of the world. It's the herb at the end of the world. It's the time I took some time to heal. It's the time I took some time to heal. It's the time I took some time to heal, and I feel. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Herb at the End of the World. I am your host, Samwise Raritan, community herbalist, teacher of magic, uh, general kitchen witch. And I am here with my beloved fiance, Seedmeyer Minken, who is an outdoor educator, youth mentor and artist. They offer outdoor and arts programs for youth and adults. Um, they're doing some really awesome work right now with a zine workshop for youth and offering some outdoor experiences for queer youth and um, potentially adults. And if you want to check out more of their work, you can check it out at Metamorph Mentorship, which is M-E-T-A-M-O-R-P-H, uh, metamorph, com. And if that's too much for you to write down, don't worry, we're going to get it in the show notes. Um, So yeah, and today we're going to talk about our dear friend, Dandelion. So welcome, Seed, and welcome, Dandelion. Cheers!
1: I'm really grateful to be drinking our daily Dandelion Spice Tea with you this morning as we, as we talk about Dandelion.
0: Yeah, we drink a Dandelion tea every morning, which we can talk a little bit more about later, but we're having some tea time it's the morning it's a good time for dandelion tea and a nice good morning poop but i already had mine so now we're <laughs> we're recording this wonderful podcast
1: post podcast.
0: poop podcast um <laughs> yeah so yeah so dandelion um i'm really excited to talk about dandelion with you today um it's making a big difference in my health And it's also like the season for dandelion I'm sure you notice that it, In the Bay Area now it's spring What were you saying About the Bay Area seasons yesterday
1: Just feeling um, Very short I'm yeah feeling a longing For some good Cold bare Ohio winters And seeing the trillium In the woods today In February my brain was like What? <laughs>
0: Seeds <laughs> so <he's> from Ohio. <laughs> but yeah, but it we're in uh Chechenio territory and so it's February and now it's spring. Um, the dandelions are coming up. Um and so yeah, dandelions as a plant, um, they are very herbaceous. They got long sometimes long, uh kind of toothed leaves that are kind of flatish and pointed like little spears. Um, another name for them is Diente de Leon. Um, or tooth of the lion, um, and they have really beautiful yellow flowers that kind of look like the sun, that kind of open and close with the weather, too. Um, and dandelion is bitter, so when you taste the leaf or when you taste the root, it has a bitter quality, which is really helpful for the liver um, and to, like, help release things that we no longer need. Um, so that works both on, like, the gut system um and like releasing like constipation and like things in our like liver and digestive tract that need to be moved and also on the hormonal uh level which i'll talk a little bit more about later um and yeah and also helps support like the breaking down of fats and like supporting our gallbladder and releasing bile so that it can like really digest things the best that it can um, what else? Dandelion's a diuretic, so it helps release water from your body. And so it's, like, world-class diuretic. It's up there with some diuretic pharmaceuticals. There's lots of studies about that. And, um, it's also a really tasty food. And I know Seed has some stories about using this plant for food. Do you share that with us?
1: Yeah. Um, so dandelion was one of... Um, the plants that when I was in my early 20s, um, living in, um, southeastern Ohio, um, Hopewell, Dina, occupied territory, um, I would harvest dandelion greens on my way home walking from school, um, and cook them and eat them or in my finest moments, eating them raw, um, and salads. I think my, my gut was nice and strong back then. Um, yeah, and it was when I was first really learning about medicinal plants and, um, being able to, like, learn about edible plants and mushrooms, um, and, like, eating invasive plants. And, yeah, dandelion was, was one that was really prolific and abundant Um, and as a 20-something college student with a lower income it was it was nice for me to be able to like harvest some fresh greens every day and be in relationship with the plants that grew above the sidewalks Um, yeah being careful to choose the ones that were higher up on the ledges so that I wasn't taking home some dog pee dandelion for my salads
0: yeah no thanks no, thank you
1: <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully no pesticides either yeah yeah
0: I'm curious what how you would cook those or how like what kind of like how you would prepare them
1: yeah I I ate a lot just in salads mixed in with so I was eating like dandelion and there's a lot of chickweed um and lamb's quarters and pig's weed um you can eat pig's weed Yes, there well, Pigsweed is um I'm trying to think of what the scientific name oh, is. Oh
0: yeah, we get into trouble um, sometimes yeah, with common it, names and they mean different things than we think that yeah, they mean. <laughs> the
1: really, really curly I'm I'm blanking on what the scientific name is, but the really curly one that's almost really thick and like mucilaginous y mm. um, it has some oxalic acid in it, so you wouldn't want to have a whole salad of it but it's high in the omega-3 so I'd put like a little bit on um I was volunteering and taking classes at the school garden and yeah I would eat lamb's quarters just pulling it right out of the ground and my mentor and professor at the time and I would always just ponder why we're planting so much lettuce and spinach and you know, clearing clearing out all of these like green, high nutritious plants in order to like plant rows of iceberg lettuce. This um, <laughs> pretty <laughs> baffling for us. Um, so yeah, I would I would I would harvest a lot of greens from the garden and then yeah, dandelion on my walks, so have them in salads or sautéing with onions garlic that kind of thing but i I think i almost mostly exclusively ate them raw, Mm. um which is a tribute to my love of bitterness Mm -mm. Um. which is in your lineage too yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
0: um yeah i think about that quality of like bitterness in the mouth you Mm. know like as a sensation because that's like not a a taste that our like dominant culture in the US like has a lot of Um, it's mostly like sweet things Um, but I just I've been noticing like when I'm taking in like this dandelion tea or like I'm eating the greens or like eating something else that's bitter that like my mouth feels clean Mm. have you noticed that or like what was your experience like actually eating the, the greens do you remember like like the taste of it or just like how it felt in your body
1: I mean I don't remember what it was back then but um and I don't I don't eat as much dandelion greens now than I used to. I think that maybe part of that is being in like a more urban space where um there's a lot of stuff that could be on the greens as opposed to being able to harvest from somewhere where you know it's gonna be like free of fumes and yeah city debris and um, but yeah, I think that i don't I don't really the, what you said about the cleansing feeling in the mouth doesn't quite resonate with me um I just like the crunching the chewing of the leaves and like eating them like I remember it being like really like fortifying and like nutritious feeling Mm -hmm. um as opposed to just having like salad greens Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i really like what you were saying about this memory of like clearing away all of these like super nutritious weeds and like plants that we like don't commonly eat in our culture and being like why <laughs> why are we planting this iceberg lettuce
1: <laughs> and we did not plant iceberg lettuce in the garden that was like my mentor's rule I think we we would plant like little gems and like other head lettuce mm. or whatever but it was just like the concept that that's happening not just on that garden we were at but on such a large scale um yeah clearing entire fields of wild edibles and medicinal plants Mm
0: -hmm. yeah well speaking of like fields of wild edibles and medicinal plants um I remember that you told me about a memory that you had about a dandelion field near your home growing up and I'm curious if you would tell us about that memory since it was so beautiful
1: yeah um so yeah I grew up in the suburbs of Akron, Ohio and um, the neighborhood that my family lived in um, we at that time were like the last house on um, the block and there was a vacant lot both to um the west and to the northwest of our house Um, so I would get to like hang out there outside and that was like some of the most wild place of the closest proximity there were some like woods that I could ride my bike to um, quite a bit down but this was the closest proximity to, to where our home was. So yeah. And there was like tons and tons and tons of dandelions and, um, other wild plants that I don't have as strong of a memory, but I remember someone would say it's full of weeds. Um, maybe they would mow it sometime, but I remember it being pretty wild and yeah, I would just like, find a spot to sit down and like be with all the flowers and like constantly picking the um seed seed heads and blowing the dandelion seeds everywhere um and just having a really sweet and lovely time um yeah there's just there's nothing like blowing the dandelion seeds out it's just yeah it's really just pure magic right there um Yeah, but that area, um, I don't know if everyone else had similar feelings about its beauty as I did. I remember one time um, like harvesting and making a little bouquet of dandelion flowers, and if you've harvested dandelion flowers before, then you'll know that they don't really do well outside of water for that long, if... At all, um, they <laughs> sometimes are already drooping even on the plant just because, as you said, they they change with the weather. So on a hot, humid, you know, July or August day, harvesting a dandelion head is 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 not it's not going to hold its um its structure as much. Um, so yeah, I remember making like a little bouquet of these to bring into my home space. Um, and having them wrapped with, like, a dandelion stem to, like, hold it all together and just walking into my house with this, like, through the back, the back door into the kitchen and having this drooping dandelion bouquet and this giant smile on my face of, like, here, I brought some flowers and, um, (laughs) it being less, less excitedly um, received by my my family so sad (laughs) oh my god (laughs) which is okay (laughs) and then yeah it it was interesting you know some years later they ended up I remember really grieving when they um built homes on both the west the lot to the west of us and the lot to the northwest of us and then I like didn't feel like I could go into those spaces now because those lands were owned um, by other people as opposed to being the commons
0: yeah I share that grief Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah it's sad I, I, I feel that really hard and yeah where I grew up in Orange County there's not almost any like public wild spaces at all and so we would yeah spend time a lot in between the houses that were being built and like have very limited contact with like yeah any any kind of feeling of wildness unless you're like out in the hills so. There's a beach? Yeah there's a beach, liminal space but but yeah I really resonate with that like that feeling of grief of like the development being more of a value than like this like really beautiful field of openness and and food <laughs> yeah. like, nutrients and
1: and beauty yeah mm-hmm. I mean I, I could talk about the homeowners association <laughs> or whatever standards for lawns and you know there, there's so much there's there's so much there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's all. That's all other podcasts. Oh God, lawns,
0: lawns, no more lawns. Plant your food on your front lawn, except for a lawn, don't have a lawn, plant some food. That's my song about that. <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone's saying that, like, dandelion... Yeah, you know, it does grow on lawns, and I had a gardening job one time where I had to like, it was my job to like meticulously pick out all the dandelions out of someone's lawn, and they were like mad that I wasn't going fast enough. But I was just like, "It's like dandelions, and you're asking me to do this like super tedious task." But, I'm like, okay. but they'll keep coming back. So back. They're so resilient. They're so resilient. Yeah, growing in the cracks, like mm-hmm. literally, some
1: of the ones that I was foraging were coming out of like the cracks of, you know, concrete and bricks and stuff. Like, I've seen them growing out of brick walls. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Totally. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, I love that resiliency, too, and I think when I really envisioned this podcast, like, I think I had something like an image of a dandelion in my mind of, like, what are we gonna have when, like, everything in society crumbles and things goes to shit? Like, we're gonna have, like, the life that grows in between the cracks of things, and for me, that's really... Like, emblematic of dandelion, which I love, too, because it's um, a transformer of soils. Like, it, I was just reading about how dandelion roots, like, create the conditions in the soil that sometimes is, like, very disturbed or, like, sometimes really, like... Loaded with toxins or Mm -hmm. whatever But something about How the dandelion root breaks up the soil And like changes the biome Invites the earthworms back And like how Also dandelions can have that Quality of like um, Sucking up And like removing some toxins Out of the soil similar to um, Similar to Like sunflowers although maybe not the same But which is why it's like when you're foraging it's really important not to to take to eat dandelions out of like very like toxic toxic or pesticides laden places although there is a school of thought that says that if this dandelion is thriving in this environment um so could you but I have not tested this so I don't I don't necessarily advocate that but I do have that in the back of my mind for when you know if I ever am in a situation which you know I can't really escape toxicity but um yeah I love that quality of the resilience and the brightness it's like I love how it's also like associated with the sun Mm -hmm. and like this joy and I love how you like talk about this like experiencing the joy as like a youth and just like having that be like yeah, like a, like a moment that was, like, between you and and the earth and, and these plants. And it was sort of, like, that was all you needed to experience joy in that moment. Um, yeah, which also reminds me about how, like, Dandelion is in my... Um, I have, like, a plant-based tarot deck that is um, made by Heather Enders, who's super awesome. And I will put a link to the show notes to... Um, A site where you can find out more about her work. Um, she creates plant-based tarot decks with two different versions and some other really awesome stuff, um, like medicines and art and things. Um, but in that deck, dandelion is the fool, which I like a lot because like, it's the beginning of the journey. It's like the resiliency and like the foolhardiness of like beginners' mind and like when you're beginning a journey like you're stepping out and you're like, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm fucking alive and, like, I'm gonna just, like, carry all my vibrancy and my, like, joy out into the world and here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, like, yeah. That, like, dandelion, that's that's rooting in the cracks. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I'm trying to think of what else we can say about dandelion. I got some more about, like, the essence and my experience, but I'm curious to hear more about like if how you experience dandelion with like visually or like these days like in the tea, what your experience has been like or yeah, other pieces around that. Mm.
1: Yeah, I, I think my experience now, um, I especially love drinking the tea in the morning because I kind of find it like a grounding energizer, um, as someone who, yeah, used to really love drinking coffee and who just treats myself to decaf cups of coffee every now and then, um... Having like dandelion as like I don't want to say a replacement, um, cause it's not just like a one for one, and it it's also not really an alternative. Cause it's not like a it's its own thing. Yeah, it's 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 its own thing. Having down dandelion as my morning beverage of choice um has just been like really really good for for my spirit. I think like it helps me like warm up, um, and coming into the day, and it's, like, gentle, and it's warming, like, I feel in my body where I can still kind of have, like, a little bit of that, like, relaxed sleepiness be in my being, um, and that... (laughs)
0: I <laughs> just want to name that there's some yard work happening outside of our window right now. Maybe they're destroying dandelions right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the dandelions are surviving this very moment thing. Like, you yeah. can cut to, What's that? Pablo Neruda crew? You can you can cut down all the flowers but you can't stop the spring from coming yeah mm-hmm. um i'm sorry you were saying you how you felt in your body and maybe we'll deal with this
1: noise <laughs> go into the, the bathroom which is the only room in our house oh, oh yeah should we
0: go in the bathroom with the only room with the dorm <laughs> okay. let's go cool <laughs> We live in a really small little studio apartment. Do you want to sit on the toilet or shall I?
1: (laughs) We could probably be wrong. Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. (laughs) Do do you want to sit here that? This is great. Okay. All right. We are live from the uh, (laughs) four by five. Well, not even really because there's a shower in the (laughs) corner. (laughs) The four by three foot space <laughs> of the bathroom. Oh, um, you know what,
0: though? This is a great transition to talk about poop. Can I talk can about I talk? Do you want to pause on the
1: story? We can talk about poop. Yeah, yeah that sounds is great. Is that okay? Is yeah, there so more that great. you wanted to say? You were about... sitting on the toilet with the seat closed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for those that are, are listening. Yeah. <laughs> It's times like these when I wish that the audio could also be visual directly to your mind. Um, but yes, yeah, why don't you, uh, why don't you talk about poop? I love talking about poop,
0: okay? In the poop palace. I, in the poop palace. Welcome, live from the poop palace, it's Sam and Seed, I'm talking about real poop. It's like the part of me that's like a nine-year-old boy, it's just like, <laughs> every single time. Um, but yeah, I do like talking about poop as an herbalist. It's like a really great indicator of health and like, and for someone, oh, thanks. Um, like me who, um, has a lot of like gut issues. It's like really important to, to track, What's happening in my body that way Um like my family history Like my mom and my grandma and, and like my aunt and my uncle All these people in my family had like really Serious debilitating gut lining Issues where like the Their gut lining just seems to be really Like more tender and sensitive and It's like you know two people Well one person in my family my uncle Has died of like a rupture my grandmother Has this like rupture ongoing She lives with a Um a colostomy bag and I have hemorrhoids, and so that's, like, a stress response in my body and also just, like, really dependent on the food that I eat. Um, and right now we're doing uh a, a allergy diet exploration, which is, like, we both have been on this journey of, like, having, like, a really low inflammatory diet for, um, like, a number of weeks. Like, really boring. <laughs>
1: Basically just lentils. <laughs> uh, we've actually made them be pretty fun and exciting yeah. and eat super good food, so... Yeah. I, I, I would disagree on, on the boring front. Okay,
0: I... I think I'm just, like, really tired of lentils. But I also love lentils now. <laughs> and I also get that same clean feeling that I'm talking about, where I'm just, like, when I have lentils on my hands and I wash my hands and and they're, like, there's no, like, residue, I'm like, this is what the inside of my guts feel like right now. Like, I know that, like... That I'm not causing distress to my body and and I'm finding too like a lot of the foods that I like readily accept into my body with nourishment are really ancestral, and the ones that I have a harder time with are like not ancestral, so that's learning to to learn about but the thing about dandelion is like in general, like my system tends to go towards holding on to things, like holding like like both in my like menstrual cycle. And like both in my digestion, just like this, really like, no, we have to control and like hold things together, and like I'm the only one who can hold things together, and then I just, you know. So there's like a lot of like, <laughs> are you laughing because it's true?
1: <laughs> I just like your I cannot hold things together. Twice. Yeah, <laughs> no one else is holding it together, so I have to. Uh... And so like, and <laughs> as
0: like a pattern, like a like a like a. Ancestral, like yeah, familial pattern. That's that's very much true. But, anyways, the dandelion is helping me like let go, which is like really profound to like notice that that it's I like the the poops that I have are like long and beautiful, like complete, you know, and smooth, and like it's not, you know, I can tell that I'm not. I'm not hurting myself, and, Mm -hmm. like, I can, like, and I can tell that it's releasing that, and it's also because it's a liver plant and a liver stimulant, like, it's helping me release, um, stagnation in my uterus, which I also, like, have a hard time letting go there, and, like, my bleeding is very, like, it's difficult to, to, to release, like, all that I need to release, both, like, on an emotional level and on, like, a physical level that's very intertwined, especially when you get to the uterus, it's, like, super, yeah, super ancestral, I can, like, feel, my ancestors like in my uterus when I'm cramping and I can tell that because when I scream or orgasm it feels better uh-huh. <laughs> or both at the same time but um yeah I can just I can I can feel the dandelion changing those patterns and I can feel like it not only like and I can witness not, not only in my body like in like my digestion but also in my like the quality of my bleeding and also in like my emotional realm like I notice that I more easily name the things that I need and that's like another quality of dandelion is that it like the flower essence is about releasing tension (laughs) like people who are very dense especially like in their shoulders um which is also a sign of like liver stagnation which I think is really interesting um and I, like, smoked for, like, ten, like, cigarettes for 10 years and, like, weed for way longer. So it's just, like, I got a lot of, like, liver stagnation going on. But I can feel it leaving. Um, and I can feel myself slowly becoming more in touch with what I actually need and being able to communicate that so that I don't have to always you know be isolated in that like I'm I'm the one that has to hold it all together and I'm the only one that tends to my needs but rather like I'm interconnected and like I'm like in community with you and I'm in community with other people in my world and like in community with the more than human world and and I'm not I don't have to be the only one that's holding it all together and I can like release that tension
1: that makes me think about um the Lucent song Mm. I'm wondering if you would want to sing that? Yeah. (sighs) Loose and loose and baby You don't have to carry
0: The weight of the world in your muscles and bones Let go, let go, let go Loosen, loosen, baby, you don't have to carry the weight of the world in your
1: muscles and bones. Let go, let go, let go. That one comes to me from a dear one. And c- contributor to the self Herbs Patreon, ow, ow! Deborah Spangler. Um, I'm not sure where that came from before, but yeah, thank you, Debbie, for, for sharing the sweet song that's nourishment and medicine in this time. Mm, thank you for being a part of our community. <sighs> Sounds like we might be able to... Um, go back to the living room. Is there anything uh, else yeah. about 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 poop? Um and bathroom digestion stuff that you want to talk about? Before. Just
0: that there's like a satisfaction to like a really good poop. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's almost orgasmic when I'm like, I'm like drinking my dandelion tea. I'm eating the foods that don't fuck me up. Like, I like have like a really good pain, like painless poop, and I like it's long and it's complete. It's the same feeling, the same clean feeling that I get in my mouth. And like when I eat dandelion or when I like wash my hands after touching lentil or I'm just like, like, you know, it's it's healing, it's not it's not destroying me mm-hmm. um, so, and it's just it feels really great, and I think that more people should talk about their poop <laughs> well, maybe poop podcast <laughs> 2021 alright, let's move to the living room thanks for this, going on this journey with us, y'all we we emerge <laughs> From the bathroom and return to the couch. <laughs> yeah, I think that's mostly it. The last thing that I really wanted to say about Dandelion was that it, um, oops, that it has connections to divination and, like, wishes. Hmm.
1: Um, oh, with the flowers yeah. and the flowers. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It seems-
0: yeah, I just I I love that quality about it. Like that it, it's all of these things like it's releasing, it's transforming, it's bringing joy, it's adventure, it's resilient and it's also like here's this space for like pure imaginal joy. Like here is this like space for wishes and like bringing in the the newness of possibility. Um so I'm wondering if you have any wishes that we might want to share in a dandelion puff ending
1: of this Mm. podcast (sighs) I'm uh, looking at the dandelion puffs that are coming off of the plant flags um, from Savannah Friedman and we can make a link to the Etsy page for that um yeah I'm like my first thought is like I wish everyone will have good poops <laughs> yeah I do too
0: I do too some people they think they have good poops and they're like they're actually really constipated but they're like used to being constipated for for Ever, you know, mm. and they're like, I was like, how many times you poop? No, nah, like once every couple of days.
1: Yeah, good poops is no I'm poops. I'm fine. Yeah, and I'm like,
0: are you though? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I I also wish this for people.
1: <laughs> anything else? Um, abolish capitalism.
0: Oh yeah, and incarceral racism, and yeah, anything that that doesn't serve the aliveness and the beauty. Of the human spirit.
1: Yeah, and which for the rematriation of lands. Imagine if all of those dandelion poofs that you blow, and wherever they land, that land just goes back.
0: Yeah, which is interesting, because dandelion is a, a European invasive or, invasive plant, huh. um, And still useful. Like, I think about that... Um, that section of breeding sweetgrass that talking about plantain, where it's, like, plantain, which is this, like, very low-to-the-ground, little, uh, herby plant, not, not the banana-looking thing, but, um, is called, like, White Man's Footprint, and mm. it's definitely invasive, and also it's, like, useful. So it's, like, I think the word, I'm trying to remember the word that, um, the author uses. Um... But essentially, like learning, like acknowledging that it's like a a like visitor and like non, um, like not an indigenous plant, but still like contributing to the community.
1: Hmm. Um, I wouldn't put the name white man's footprint to it then, and that I, given its healing properties and things like that, like, yeah, I I don't know, I, I I'm like hmm, about the the name. Feels Mm -hmm. a little discrepant.
0: Yeah, it's just just one of the names that exist. Um, But, um, yeah. I wish for everyone to be abundantly met in their needs, plus some. And I wish for unexpected and sustained joy and in everyone's bodies and and spirits um and also i wish that everyone who wants to who can learn more about the plants that are healing immediately around them especially ones that are so useful and delicious and beautiful as dandelion
1: yeah you've got some cool healing plant education work coming up you want to tell oh, yeah. About that? Way
0: to transition to the plug. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was going to end. I did not even going to talk about that. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you. Cine. Does like Bayheart
1: have a class coming up? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is, I don't know what's going to be that in time for that. But um, <laughs> we do have a gardening class. Bonnie Rez Weaver is teaching a medicinal, urban medicinal uh, class urban medicinal gardening class uh coming up this Saturday, February thirteenth. Um and you can check that out on the Bay Heart website. Again, check out the show notes. Um and I do have some classes coming up. I am um doing a series on magic and mindfulness, like a beginner's um magic and mindfulness class for folks who want to deepen and strengthen their magical and mindfulness practice both for a separate series for kids which I we did the first class on Sunday and it was like the best thing I've ever done <laughs> it was so cute and you were here and you heard the cuteness it was, it was so, so cute. cute I couldn't cute. leave <laughs> oh my god these babies want to learn magic and I'm gonna teach them they're not babies they're not yet. babies yeah no they are are young adult, yeah. young they're young humans um <laughs> they're so cute (laughs) Um, and I'm also doing one for adults um, which I'm really excited about and that's going to start February 21st so um, that's going to be a really beautiful and like transformational course and like simple in its form but powerful in its effect much like Dandelion Um, and yeah and for folks who join Patreon, uh, my Patreon um, which you can find uh, at by googling Sam Raritan. Um, Sam Samwise Raritan Community Herbalist. Um, And, yeah. So, I just lost my train of thought. But, um, oh yeah, so you can join the classes there for as little as $5 a a month. Um, And also for folks who join at the $20 level, um, I'm offering something called the Sapling Circle, which is like a really beautiful... Chance to get some community support around deepening your magical um, and healing practice. That's going to be um, like a monthly meeting of folks who are um, excited to support and witness and journey together as we move towards our own magical and healing um,
1: goals. I'll be there, and I'm really looking forward to. Um, yeah, having support and also accountability on, okay, what are my goals around my daily spiritual practice and my ancestral healing and my herbal wellness, um, and how can I um, have the support and, like, the witnessing of folks that are also on the journey Um, So that if I, you know, wake up in the morning one morning and I'm like, you know what? I don't need to meditate. I have a lot of work I need to do. Like, let me just go and send those emails. um, That it can be some extra support and some extra reminder of, oh, like, I have this community and this witnessing and this, like, these external reminders of, like, oh, yeah, actually, like, take the time to sit or take the time to read some fiction or poetry before before starting the day so yeah looking forward to being in the sapling circle with everyone
0: yeah me too and yeah I love that yeah that's something you're excited about because I'm excited about that too and it is so easy to get kind of derailed especially like when we're so isolated in quarantine and just like kind of get in in our own our own patterns it's really helpful to be in community to 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 have that witnessing and to have that accountability Especially when we're, like, doing difficult things and we're, like, up to big stuff like you are, like, and we both are. So, it's really helpful to, um, yeah, get some extra community support. So, I'm really excited about that offering. It's going to be really sweet. Um, so, yeah. And with that, I really am excited to thank all of the patrons that are making this work possible, um, that are supporting this podcast, that are supporting my teachings and the clinic. Um, and my gratitude for you is huge and I really appreciate, um, everyone who is willing to, um, be open to this kind of learning and experience and also support, um, support my work and being able to, to share what I'm learning so far with y'all. So I just want to give a big shout out and big thanks to our patrons, starting with Kathleen Moritz, Marguerite Wilson, Tatiana Kogan, Heather Enders, Jax Walter, Melissa Moldovan, Serafina Cohen, Felix Pop, Emily Rose Harger, Sonora Dewa, Anna Fratalilo, Natalia Crabal, Anna Wicker and Lowe, Ellie Minkin, Deborah Spangler, SM Cranston, uh Monica Lacerdo, Karen Ram, Gloria Park, Adrian Wilson, Rose Rothfeder, Nat, Gaia Essenstein, Bonnie Rose Weaver, Meyer Minkin, and my mom, Susan Raritan. (laughs) So thank you to everyone. Um, Thank you to all who are listening. We hope you have a really beautiful week. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Thanks for joining us. It is a pleasure as always to converse with you. Yeah. Okay next time you've been listening to the herb at the end of the world a podcast created by me sam wise raridan community herbalist teacher and organizer of the self-heal herbs mobile free clinic all my offerings are freely offered and community supported it's important to me that all my work in the free clinic and all the content i create through the podcast will always be offered without a cost barrier If you feel nourished and inspired by these projects and want to support more people getting connected to healing and learning, please consider being a supporter on Patreon by searching for Samwise Raritan Community Herbalist. Any level you can give at is immensely appreciated as it supports me in being able to live my most joyous and authentic gift to this world. I am so grateful and so in awe of the patrons who are prioritizing imagining a new and vibrant way to care for each other in this life. If you can't give money, energy in this wild time, totally understand. (laughs) And another big way you can help out the podcast is to give us a five-star rating review uh, on Apple Podcasts or other places you download your audio. That makes a really big difference in letting more people know about these projects. Thanks for listening and being a part of creating revolutionary dialogue in your own circles. I wish you joy and healing in your journeys, and until next time.